today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by TMZ's top three lawyer. <laughs> Safely in the top three somewhere, right? Somewhere in the top three, Derek Kaufman, returning from vacation straight into the podcast studio. Look at this glow on me. You look beautifully sun-kissed. A sun-kiss. I don't wear I don't wear much sunscreen because I have this island blood and it's just beautiful. It bronzes. Yeah, I mean you don't need much sunscreen because I never see your shirt off in any like photo <laughs> in the water, by the water. Your shirt's never off. It's true. I'm all rash guard. Rash guards. You, you know, it? I don't like to get a rash in there, and uh, it, it's um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I like to just sort of cover up at the beach and and keep this pasty white and then just let this bronze Do you up. wear a t-shirt in the shower too? I've just, <laughs> honestly, I've never seen you take that shirt off. Well, what ever. I do is I go into the shower, um, I go in, get, get disrobed and everything, get in, turn the lights off and then invite Mary in. <laughs> oh, you're talking about with Mary. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Okay. We have some Delta stories today. Um, big, big weekend. Go ahead. It was a big weekend. We're going to talk about Jamie Foxx. He is apologizing to the Jewish community for an, an alleged anti-Semitic post. He got a lot of heat from that. We're going to talk about Mark Zuckerberg. He's ready and eager to fight Elon Musk. Elon, not so much. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be slow playing a little bit. We'll get into it. We'll Elon, get into not so it. much. But to begin with, have you seen this video of the riverboat brawl? In Montgomery, Alabama. It's unbelievable. It's like it's like a wrestling match. It's SummerSlam, but in real life, there are so many people involved. There's chairs yes. involved. Uh, I, I haven't seen a melee quite like this, I don't know, ever. I don't think I've ever seen a real melee on a dock. Because we also, we have the video kind of from very, but before the start, we have someone taking video of the setup for the fight, which basically is this riverboat crew member trying to move along another person's boat from um, like the dock because they can't park their boat there anymore. Right. Tell me about this. So it, it's it's incredible because you're right. Rarely do we have a setup. Often when you get a video on the internet, you're in the middle of the melee because mm. people only start rolling their cameras when they see a fight occur. And by the time they hit record, you're in the middle of it. You can't make out what's going on. Here we have the exact play-by-play. -play. You, you, you should basically have announcers for this. So what happens is, you're right, this group of... Uh, you know, white men are apparently trying to park, uh, are blocking someone from parking their boat. And a, and this official comes into the, he's in the white shirt and he says, Hey, you got to move your boat. They take exception. And that's when hands start flying, but it's basically four on one. This guy is getting jumped because he's a security official saying, Hey, move your boat, which he's authorized. And basically that's his duty to tell people to move so other people can park and they jump him over it. Right. Now what happens is people start trickling in to defend the security guard. These are apparently other riverboat dock employees. One comes running down that little raily, yeah. railway for sort of disabled access. And then the dude who's the hero of the video is the swimming guy. Someone swims over. Across the, across the bay. Now, in the angry white dude's defense. Yes. And I never like you saying that sentence out loud. <laughs> it's, it's a bad setup for a sentence. But this riverboat um, crew guy, the, the white guys got agitated because he moved their boat for them. That's right. He didn't ask, like, can, can you please move the uh, major? I think he tried. He tried first. originally, but then he moved it for them. But then these white guys go completely b berserk because you touched my boat. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so they all start railing on him, running from everywhere. And this guy is just like, is, 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 can't defend himself. I think he needs in, backup. In Alabama and certain places of the regions, a person's boat is 
sacrosanct. You know, it's like, (laughs) don't touch my boat. That's like touching my lady or whatever it is. (laughs) And these guys get very upset. And now when it's on, too, do you see the the guy throw his hat? Yeah. That means... This I'm no longer a security official. I'm not trying to calm things down. We're gonna we're gonna come to blows. If and you, we're gonna fight. If you haven't watched this video, you need to stop everything you're it's doing unreal. and go online. I don't even care if you watch it at TMZ or not. Just find it somewhere and watch this video. Pull over the car, watch the video because this is insane. The the craziest part is when someone who's joining in the fight picks up a metal chair, as they do in the WrestleMania, and starts bashing people over the head with this metal chair. The whole thing is caught on camera from every angle. It is, this is going to be, it already is such a viral story, but this is going to be, I want to know who these people are, what their backstories are. I want to know everything about this video. Well, the mayor of of Montgomery, Mayor Stephen Reed, has already said it was clear that the white guys antagonized the whole fight because he's seen these videos. Like you said, there's not much to sort of unpack here. We we, kind of know what happened, and then you're watching this this fracas sort of unfurl before your eyes. What's interesting to me is that this is now has a whole racial dimension, right? I mean, this is in Montgomery, Alabama, where race relations aren't, I would say, the best they could be in the country. And it's really sort of a black and white issue, right? I mean, this is the, the lines are sort of clearly drawn. That's what worries me is that this will be sort of turned over in people's mm. heads as sort of a hate crime or something. It does look like some people got upset over their boat being touched. I'm not sure that there's a racial dimension, at least outwardly, but the fight's uncomfortable in that way do, to look do, at. Do you think all the white people knew each other before that day and all the black people knew each other before that day? Or are people just sort of like joining their assigned sort of supposed teams? That's what I think is happening. I think I think the easiest way to sort of digest what's happening, if you're an outsider who didn't see the beginning of it, is say, I know what team I'm on by my race, right? right. I mean, if someone, uh, I, I think the employees are defending another employee. I don't think it's necessarily yes. racial yes. for for the security guard to get help from the guy swimming across the river or the other guy who worked for the company. They're just defending a, a colleague. And, and I don't also, think there's a racial component to that. But if you come on it late, I, I could see it getting nasty in that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the the white guy was the first one to get physical as well. Yeah, the, the, this this guy who works at the dock who, yes, he took matters into his own hands because he kind of had to. He had a full boat of people trying to dock and get returned to their cars or go about their days. And this this white guy's boat had been parked there, not illegally, but you're in someone's spot, bro. Yeah. And so, yes, the, the security guard, the black security guard, took matters into his own hands and pushed the boat a little bit further on. And this don't touch my boat thing started. But I don't is, think you hear epithets or anything like that being thrown around, though, right? You hear a lot of screaming. We, we, and we pointing. Me- that we, we can see it a lot from the distance because most of the sound that we hear in the videos are, are the cheering as well from the people on the boat. Um, they start they start chanting, uh, move, bitch, get yeah. out the way, get out the way, bitch, which is pretty funny. There's like lots of funny elements. There's lots of, that's why this, this video hits you in different emotions, like because the racial component is like, oh, that's yeah. uncomfortable to watch. It's, it's a, not an easily digestible thing in that way, but some of the antics are comedic in, in, in terms of I, how they... I think that's right. And hopefully no one was like sort of seriously injured. The chair flying around, you start to get very, very worried. People are holding their head after they get walloped with a chair because it's not a breakaway chair like uh, WWE. These are like real chairs being 
crushed on people. So it's scary in some sense. Uh, apparently, the mayor says justice is going to be served. There's going to be sort of criminal consequences for all this. I don't think it's over on social media. I think you will see this become yeah. sort of a heightened version of whatever happened. And what, what went on in the video, what actually transpired between these individuals is going to get lost amid the furor of the is this a racial sort of incident. And it may be. I don't know. You're in Montgomery, Alabama. It's quite possible that these white guys took exception to a black man touching their boat. Or, but, or it's also possible that they were just took exception to anyone touching their right. boat. They might have been drunk. It is a riverboat. I do think sort of the drinks flow pretty easily. I, I don't know what went on, but it is a wild video. I don't think we've seen one like it. I, I know. I can't wait to watch like the Netflix documentary about this one day. <laughs> it True. seems Break like it down. I agree. Oh, wow. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, on to our next story. Jamie Foxx caught some hot steam over the weekend for his insensitive comments. Um, a lot of people think that he was talking about Jewish people when he posted this. He posted- I don't know what else we're supposed to think, but go on. Tell me what the tweet was exactly. Exactly, it was this. Uh, it was just a black square with white text, and the white text said, they killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? Question mark, exclamation mark. Hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. So that sounds like he's talking today is Jewish people. Like yeah, look, there's an old anti-Semitic trope uh, that the Jews killed Jesus. That's, that's that, you know, even though it was historically Pontius Pilate, who is, you know, maybe responsible for washing his hands. And, and anyway, the history is very, very clear that if you if you invoke they killed this dude named Jesus, that's anti-Semitic. That is an anti-Semitic comment. Now, Jamie Foxx, the hashtags, I think, might save him, okay? Because what he said is hashtag fake friends, hashtag fake love. So Jamie's immediate defense uh, to backtrack off of this. And by the way, Jennifer Aniston seemed to like the post, and then she got a lot of flack for liking the post because it has anti-Semitic overtones. She's saying she didn't like the post, even She's though her name's Nick. She didn't. But, uh, who know. knows? Maybe who knows? people run her social media and inadvertently did it. Whatever yes. the case, she backed off it and said, look, I don't want anywhere near this sort of radioactive comment. Jamie Foxx. Uh, came out and apologized. And he said, I know my choice of words has caused offense and I am sorry. That was never my intent to clarify. I was betrayed by a fake friend. And that's what I meant by, quote, they, not anything but I more. Don't, I, I don't understand why say they. Is he sort of like... The they is the problem. The what, they why is, he, is he using a they pronoun? Like, why is he saying they? I think if he, it's about one, if, you know, if it's about his friend then it doesn't make any sense that he would, you know, give the plural like that. Now, I, I, I don't know. I agree because the hashtag said fake friends. So if you were betrayed by multiple fake friends, I suppose that could be a they. They is the plural pronoun. The problem is that 
the they is is troubling. It's troubling. Now he's sort of saying he was betrayed by one person because in his in his apology he says by a fake friend, but in the tweet it says fake friends. I, I don't want to delve too far into it uh, necessarily. I, I can't get into Jamie Foxx's mind. I do know that it's a reckless comment. The ADL has accepted his apology and said, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily have a history or didn't understand how this could be contextualized that way, and we will use this as a teachable moment. I'm not so sure. He's been in Hollywood a long time. I What I want to know is, is the fake friend who betrayed you Jewish? <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, look, if, I, I'm serious. If if the fake friend who betrayed you is Jewish, maybe an agent or a lawyer or something like that, where there could be some hostility about money or something like that, I, I, I'm worried that this is anti-Semitic. I, I don't understand how like, it makes I, I sense am. that he's just saying it about his friend, because just replace the word they with Mike. Mm-hmm. Say it's his friend Mike. Mike killed this dude named Jesus. What do you think Michael do to you? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like he, he, why would he? Why would that even? Because he, for, so what Jamie Foxx is saying is Judas was Jesus's best friend and he betrayed him. So what do you think? What do you think friends will do to you? Sometimes they betray you. They stab you in the back for money, right? Thirty pieces of silver. Judas turned over Jesus to the authorities and he got and he got crucified. So that is that is what Jamie Foxx is sort of standing by and saying this is just about betrayal, not about. Jewish people, yeah, but man, just don't. <laughs> oh, that doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, it's a, very a lot of celebrities defend. are coming to his defense, like Winnie Winnie Harlow, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of people coming to his defense saying, "Wow, you really read it like that? You read it all anti-Semitic, like right?" And and wow, you shouldn't even have to apologize, or yeah, what some of them are don't, saying. You don't have to apologize if if they're reading it like that, then they don't know your heart, sort of thing. But like. I can't read it any other way. Like, I, I can't read it any other way. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I can't either. Jay Farrow said something interesting. He was defending Jamie Foxx, too. And he said, uh, when you have to tell the truth... I have, I have the quote here. I don't know if it was going to be in our notes. He said, when you have to apologize for the truth, your voice is the minority. So he is saying... I'm more worried about Jay Farrow's tweet at this point because what is he saying is the truth that the Jews killed Jesus and you and you're having to apologize for a true sentiment? Or is he saying... You know, the truth is that you were only talking about the betrayal of a friend. It, it's all very, very messy. And this goes back to a larger issue between, you know, the, the black community and the Jewish community. There, There is some weird yeah. friction that is there. Why is um, Jamie Foxx even using that sort of language? Be... You know what I mean? Like, you know, I it, don't know. It, it, Stay it, away from he's that a smart guy. So he, what he says has power. Like he, he must read that and go, oh, some people might read this the wrong way. You know? I don't know. It's it's very odd. I think he was uh, feeling very emotional over some sort of betrayal. I do think that's what prompted it. But what still troubles me is it was also that's also what prompted Kanye West's tirade. Remember, mm. he said that he was he was going to go DEFCON five on Jews who had done him wrong in Hollywood. So the sentiment can be the same. That's why I want to know. Okay, Jamie, you're saying that wasn't your intent. What pissed you off? Mm. What pissed you off? Someone betrayed you. Okay, who was that person? Well, honestly, the only and what way- was that person's last name? And what was that person's religion? <laughs> That's last what name, I want to know. If it ends in a steen or something, then uh, yeah, I, I, I'm troubled by it. I, I think the it's- only way to settle this is if Jamie Foxx's fake friend puts his hand up and says, "Look, I, I was. This is what I did. I I did him over in this way. It's just weird for Jamie Foxx to be caught in controversy just on the heels of him, all this goodwill against for him because of his health stuff. It's like weird that now he's there's contra- negative controversy about Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and I wonder if if maybe some of it was during that health scare he he obviously kept the information very very tightly mm. uh packed and close to the vest He's and most people something. didn't betray him right i mean we didn't know what was going on but maybe someone gave some information to the press and he's upset at that person for leaking information to the press that's possible and and that wouldn't be anti-semitic if he's just mad at someone who like, need, betrayed his trust in that way but we need to know we need him to unpack his statements he kind of has to unpack need. it because it's it's troubling on to our final story yep. 
Mark Zuckerberg says, I'm ready right now to fight you, Elon Musk. He um, threaded out a thread over the weekend saying basically he's ready August 26th. Um, that's when Elon first challenged him to, to do the fight. Um, but now Elon seems to be stalling. Um, Elon is saying now that he can't fight yet because he has an MRI on his like neck and that sort of stuff. And maybe he'll require surgery. So we'll have to wait and see. This is so funny that this is where we are with this story because Mark Zuckerberg, he's ready now. I'll fight you any place, any time, you know, any, any. And then my, and Elon Musk is saying, uh, uh, hold on, I'm an older man. Uh, he's in his 50s, I think, Elon Musk. And he's like, I may have an MRI. You get a lot of aches and pains. And he wants to prepare for this fight. I think it's easy to see Mark Zuckerberg as the courageous one who's saying, fight me now, I'm ready. But really, we should. they should fight when they're both prepared. I don't want to see... Look, Elon Musk is softer. He just is. He, he's not as in shape as Mark Zuckerberg, who's yoked and has been doing his MMA training. Of course, Mark wants to fight uh, because his only advantage, given that he gives up 80 pounds, it's going to be like a fly f fighting against a grizzly bear. Wow. Uh, so like the only advantage Mark Zuckerberg has is his endurance and his training, right? He can like wait him out. And, and Elon has said so. He said, look, if this is a quick fight and I catch him, I'm much heavier and I'm yeah. going to defeat him. If he's just if throwing he runs around. He might win because yeah, he's got endurance. But this, I mean, Elon got into this sort of fight the same way he got into the whole Twitter fight. It's like he's getting into something that he doesn't know how to get out of. He lets his mouth move before he, his brain. He loves trolling and tweeting or Xing so much that he gets into these sort of like things that become bigger than him because now Mark Zuckerberg's going to stay ready. I'm always ready for you, Elon. And it's going to be very embarrassing when it becomes obvious to everyone that Elon Musk is not down for this fight like he said he was. He's going to look like a wuss. Mark Zuckerberg is going to look like a legend and it's going to be yes. bad for the it's going to be bad for Elon's stock and his apps and it's going to be great for Mark Zuckerberg. It's, this is the best thing Mark Zuckerberg could have done. So you don't th this has obviously helped threads. What a launch because yes. they they're saying he's saying I want to stream it on X, which is such a weird name because have you noticed with X that it's it looks like you're closing the window Change because it, it goes up in the corner and you don't know if it's the X out the window. Change I know it, it sounds like an old man but it's 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 troubling to me. But Threads has gotten a huge boost from this. I do think, yes, Mark looks better because he's saying, let's fight. Let's fight August 26th. I think Elon will fight. I don't think and so. And I think when Elon fights, he will have lifted for like two or three months and he'll spank Mark Zuckerberg. And then it all turns. You're right that right now Mark looks great, but when they get in that ring and he gives up 80 pounds, 80 pounds, man. They're, they're, never, they're never getting in the ring, though. That's the thing. Oh, you think if Elon doesn't get in the ring at this point, you're right. He will never live it down. Yeah, and, and I, just don't, I just don't think, he, like... Mark Zuckerberg is like an expert. He's like jujitsu. He's like martial arts. He's really he's been doing this for years and years and years. Elon can't just like just because he's a bigger guy can't just learn in a few months and then. Like, but he's like a little brother. You just hold his forehead and watch him watch him tire himself out. It, the, the size disparity is is too big to overcome. Eighty pounds. We've already like given too much air to this whole like. It's never gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Fight, it's gonna happen in the Coliseum. We know this is going. This has to go down. Mono Elon mono. Musk won't allow himself to endure what he would endure on social media, given how much he loves social media and his own platform if he doesn't do it it would be forever a laughing stock and if, some people are comfortable being that i don't think he is you're forever a laughing stock and it's memorialized in my t-shirt you notice my t-shirt here <laughs> this is a poor angle look at the angle that looks like there's a distance if you just swivel we were like neck and neck we did our own mark zuckerberg versus elon musk and i came out you know, victorious. The racists stopped the press, as it's been called around the office. Everybody, <laughs> everybody stopped what they were doing in TMZ. It. Walked out, and we and we they saw me like easily. Whoa.
Because I couldn't overcome that stride length. You're built like a gazelle, and I'm just a little speedy. Look, I'm like flying. I look little like Rocky. Tommy Penguin running along. Water, 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 mate. <laughs> it was closer than it should have been. You should be embarrassed. Okay. Thank you very much for joining me here today, Derek. Always fun. I appreciate you, mate. See you guys here tomorrow. Bye, Bye guys.